This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. So, Max, I got to tell you something. I'm sitting there doing a little bit of whatever, you know, at the computer, looking at stuff, and all of a sudden I see we got a gator sighting. Another gator sighting. But it's the same Wally Gator, the emotional pet animal or the emotional support animal, if you could describe, uh, you know, a dinosaur type of uh, alligator, as being, uh, you know, some sort of support. I don't know, bud. I mean, this guy's getting popular. He's in Philadelphia. He's at Love's Park, Love Park there. His owner, Joey Henney, and, and is, is uh, you know, there with, he's got, uh, I guess, his daughter or one of his kids. They're walking the alligator through fountains. I mean, could you imagine that in Philly? You see this alligator on a leash strolling through the fountains and, and hanging out with, with a kid that it looked like she was only 12 or 13. I mean, you kidding me? Well, you know, hey, listen, different strokes for different folks, right? Um, <laughs> hey, look, look, w- w- Wally needs walk. <laughs> Apparently, his, his his little legs need need to be stretched, you know? So... Good, good, good for them. Once again, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me or my children. I'm just, just gonna, I mean, full dis, full disclosure. I, I'm never letting. I, I went to University of Florida, and I'm a proud Gator, and I love all things Gator. Um, but you got to draw the line somewhere. You you have to, you have to put a stop to this. Because I mean, do, does he? Do they put like a rubber band over his mouth when he's out? I mean. <laughs> apparently not i mean yeah so, that's I mean, true what, i didn't even he, see one of those yeah what what if what if the gator laughs and the kid's fingers near it and it comes down you know what i'm saying i mean right. just it's not like they de- defanged him or detoothed him you know what i'm saying <laughs> this is still this is still a full-blown alligator regardless of his disposition at the end of the day it's still an alligator i don't care how many you know like those people that have the lions right you know that that keep the lions like in captivity or in right. their homes, you know, like you know, we're talking ti- like what was it, Tiger King? You yes, know? right, correct. Ti- ti- tigers still be tigers. Like, there's a reason why Crazy Joe had c- carried a gun on his hip, right? <laughs> Good point. It was it was it wasn't for people coming to see the animals. It was in case the animal acts like an animal. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, no, just just stop it. Like I I, we, I talked about this already, but I I'll rehash it again. People and looking for emotional support creatures. It's not even emotional support animal anymore. It's emotional support creatures. I mean, people have emotional support peacocks. You know, you saw I saw a picture of a pig on a plane that had the emotional support, a mini horse, and got mad when the airline wouldn't let the horse on the dang plane with them. I but I bought the whole row. Well, the horse is bigger than the whole row. Nobody. If, if an emergency happens, he's covered. He's covering the emergency exit. Okay. Um, it, it, it was, it, it's a dog. It's maybe a cat domesticated animals. You're picking farm and wildlife creatures. You know, I mean, it's just like, like the picture I saw this going around about the little girl holding a raccoon and walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not an emotional support animal. I'm sorry. It did not go to classes. <laughs> that's it, right. It, it, <laughs> yeah, come on. I, you, you know, I mean, it, yeah, people are just. 
I love people, but then I also, it fears me for humanity in the future when I see things, certain things. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about this, Max. You got a wascally reptile, right? He's seven years old. You got the, this thing, when does it, I wonder when an alligator gets old. You know, it starts to get honked off. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Once getting old. Once it grows old. to seven feet long. I mean, you're not, you're, uh, how long is it now? Well, it's only five, it? like five feet long. This one was about four and a half, five feet. Yeah, exactly. Once he gets to eight feet, guess what? He, he he's he's too big to be an emotional support. Anything. Yeah, yeah. There's no. You know doubt. what I'm saying? Like you like w- w- when when's he too big? Because like I said, at University of Florida at Lake Alice. Once they get to a certain length, I want to say it's like seven, maybe seven and a half feet. They cut off one of his legs, and it's a three-legged alligator. <laughs> are we are we going to get that to Wally? Wally tripod? I mean, what are we going to do? <laughs> Wally tripod. <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm just, I mean, it's just me. I mean, you know, I'm just asking a question for a friend, you know. (laughs) I I was stunned watching this 12-year-old walking along as this alligator on a leash now. uh, Mind you, it's it's not even a leash that is around its neck. It's got like this uh, jacket on it. You know, yeah. so it's, it's like those kid harnesses yeah, at the mall. Yeah, yes. right? yeah. That, that's exactly what it's like. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're walking along this alligator and people are staring and you got to wonder, you know, oh, just an accidental nip out of somebody or, you know, something that maybe they, they see something. An alligator sees something. He's got bad eyesight. Right. And all of a sudden, yeah. he just kind of like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll take a little taste. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're exactly. being sued left and right, man. I don't yeah, know. What happens when Wally Gator meets a Chihuahua? That, 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 that's the ultimate test, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> he's around people. Technically, all he can see is feet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Technically speaking, yes. <laughs> what happens when he sees something that has a face that's close to his height? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the ultimate test here, okay? I just want, I just want to know, d- 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 does, he, does, he, does he take a nip or does he try and play it off like, oh, no, I was saying hello. No, I just opened my mouth to say hello. I swear I wasn't going to eat it. I wasn't going to eat it. That was just a kiss. Yeah, because he's not, he's, not, he's not eating pet food. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still feeding him probably raw meat. Right, uh, right, so, right. So just saying, nature versus nurture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I got to – oh, you know what? There was also another sighting there, but it was a Penn Stater, and that was – guess who was at practice on Wednesday? Oh, was it the 612? Oh, no. It was the great oh. Franco Harris. Oh, okay, okay. We went legendary stats. Yes, I was just we trying went, to think yeah, of it. Because I figured, because I figured since the guys were off this week, right? Yes. You know, and it may, may, maybe maybe Zach went up and you know said hello and rooted the team on. I don't know. So I, I, I did, so that that was one that I was guessing. But no, Franco's a better choice. It's a better <laughs> choice. Uh, yeah, I love <laughs> I love it because you know Franco's Hall of Fame picture. If you look in the lower right hand corner, I'm I'm on it. My right leg from the from about the mid thigh down to my right foot is in the picture. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, legs model. All right. I see you. That's my Hall of Fame <laughs> shot right there, baby. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Well, not in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the picture of Franco in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Think about this, Wolf. Your right, your right cheek made it into the Hall of Fame. That, that, that's a pretty good honor. Pretty well, good honor. It, it, yeah, right. Yeah, we we don't need that. Um, you know, but the funny every time I see Franco, and it, we had this conversation on on Wednesday, and I'm laughing because 
I remember at Three Rivers on this beautiful, sunny 1 o'clock kickoff day when Franco goes over, I can't remember whether it was 10,000 or 12,000 yards total in rushing, right? He goes over this yeah. big marker, and they stop the game, and they, they, they give the ball to Franco, and Franco takes it to the sidelines and comes back in. And they have a moment where, you know, they announce it, you know. But the play was flow 36. Now, on that, I'm the left guard. I pull out, and I've got the support run support coming. Franco's on my on my backside, and he was always pushing me. You know, he's always kind of – he's got that hand in the back. He's like, you know, let's go. Pick it up. Pick it up. Yeah. Boom. So we crashed out of bounds, and we went along. We probably went about 40 yards or so. Come back to the huddle, and Franco gets the ball, and he takes it over to the sidelines, and, and I'm he comes back in the huddle. And he looks at me. I'm bent over in the huddle, and he goes – and I'm breathing heavy, and he goes – what, what what's what's the problem? I ran as far as you did. He says, "You fat pig, what? You got to get in shape here, kid." And and I looked at him. And I go, "Hey, look, look, I'm a fat pig, like you said. What do you want from me?" <laughs> it was so funny. He's like, I, "I ran as far as you," and we, "Hey, I'm exactly. a fat pig, man." What That's you when you do? go in between breaths. You're like, "Smaller, smaller." <laughs> I'm you know, bigger. I'm bigger. <laughs> Those conversations you have in the huddle. I mean, think about it. What are some of the funniest conversations that you have ever had in the huddle? Oh man, I can mean, you think of them? Listen, well, oh, I can think of them. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out how, how do you, how do you change them for? Well, uh, yeah, some of them P- you got to change around a little yeah. bit. So you PG know, consumption. Yes. No, no, no. I, I mean, li- 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 listen. I told you about the one. With uh, with Hartwig in in the playoffs against San Diego, right? He came up and grabbed Willie and Darnell and was like, "Hey, you don't have to block him the entire game." It was like, "What? What are you talking about? Get out of my face!" <laughs> or, or, or like like I said, the, the the sideline conversation that you have that's just like, "Who hit me? I don't know," and you know who it was. <laughs> yes, yes. But I mean, but what actually one of the funniest ones I had was uh. We were beating Cleveland, um, and obviously you can insert pretty much 12 out of 13 games that I played against Cleveland. No. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> yeah, that happened very frequently. But I just remember in the middle of the huddle, it, it's towards like the fourth quarter. It's in the fourth quarter. We're, we're handily winning. And this is one of those right, – it was right after like Thanksgiving. So we got the Thursday night game with Cleveland that we used to always get. Um and we're going, all right, so when is so when are we flying to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Guys were asking, like, what do I need to pack? I, I you know, what what where are we flying from? <laughs> where are we going in? Like we just started we literally started planning like our little three day vacation <laughs> in the huddle. <laughs> Oh like, my ah, the game's over. The game's over. The game's over. I mean, wait, here, what are we gonna do? All right, hey, no, 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 Ben, Ben, what's the play? What's the play again? Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me give you. I'll give you a Cleveland story. We're playing Three Rivers. We're playing the Browns, right? They blitz. Mark Malone is the quarterback. Okay, they come off both edges and they sandwich Mark in a in a Malone sandwich. I mean, this one, this one's a hard hit. The helmet pops off. It's such a voluminous hit, right? He's 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 actually his eyes rolled up. He's bleeding from the lip. The impact was so great. His helmet laying on the turf about two feet away from him. And the cheek pads were blown out of it because it, the hit was so hard. Right. Then I remember yeah. Mike Webster standing there and going, you know, he said uh, he looked at Tunch. Then he looked at me and he says, man, you'll have the 
on big jobs like this. <laughs> and then yeah. we all went, okay, I got my man. I got my man. Well, Bobby Golick was the nose tackle, and I was trying to remember, did Golick come backside to me, or did he, or was he just two gap on Levy, right? right? So, so I asked, this is true, I asked Golick right there, I go, Bobby, I go, you came backside, did you? And he looks at me and he goes, What's it worth to you? (laughs) 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 Trying to negotiate a deal there on the field. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't tell you how many deals have been tried to be brokered at the line of scrimmage, right? (laughs) Like the most famous one, I'll never forget. So you you remember the lawn dart game, right? Yes. Where it where uh, it was at Burger Burger punted it and it and it it lawn darted. Um, there was the Miami game where we 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 thought we uh, you know we thought we were so smart. Here, let's just go ahead. Let's get the sod out on the field ahead of time, you know, and just get it down. But you know what? We're not we're not going to remove said old sod. And you forgot to tarp the field when you knew a storm was coming. But anyways. We're not even going to go into just the logistics of that. Yeah, forget I think about our that. Keep, yeah. Our greenskeeper crew is doing awesome right now. Yes. <laughs> so since then, they've learned a lot since then. Um, but I'll never forget, you know, when, when Vel walks to me, he's like, hey, you got it. I'm like, what do you mean? I got it. <laughs> he was like, hmm? yeah, you, you, you're starting tonight at left tackle. I'm like, what? Say, <laughs> whoa, like, what? whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hey, hey, I have not taken a single starter this week. <laughs> he's like, no, you got it. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So then I try to go out on the field to get some practice reps. Oh, boy. Doesn't happen, right? It's still tarped. Right. <laughs> They're right, not releasing right. this until the nth minute. Because yes. they know it's soup underneath. That you trap water with that airtight um, uh, tarp that goes over the field. Right. There, no, no moisture escapes. It only continues to seep <laughs> in. And so we get out there, and I'll never forget. We're like, oh, my God. This is horrible <laughs> when we run out for the intros in fact it was so bad we just run straight to the sideline i don't know if you remember that wolf mm-hmm. we didn't even do yeah. the intros in the middle of the field no. <laughs> yeah everybody runs to the sideline and we get the ball first and i just remember us going out on that first of the, of the first drive and it was like you know timeout you know and everything and i just remember jason taylor looking across and like hey big fella I was like, so what's up, JT? He's like, like, hey, hey, bro, this jersey's white. I, I plan on keeping it that way by the end of this game. He's like, I was like, you gotta be like, kidding, huh? He's like, listen, hey, you do what you got to do. I'll do what I got to do. But the second it turns up, I turn up. I was like, <laughs> what? Say what? What do we say? Yeah, but yeah, the reason why, obviously, all white jerseys, right? <laughs> You're yeah. Miami in it. It's a you're in a pig in a pig pen, um, <laughs> you know, with with the mud. But he he also knew that his, his greatest asset was neutralized. And yes, his so speed, his ability I, to turn yeah, the corner. There, there, there's no speed. There's no speed because you're doing high knees right out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so high knees. so yeah. he knew, he knew he, he knew if he catches one of those high knees or or his foot gets suctioned into that into that mud, oh, I'm man. putting him on his back. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. He was trying to broker the deal to make sure <laughs> it did not look bad for him. I'll never – oh, my God. It, so, yeah. So, yes, many a deals get brokered at the line of scrimmage, and that's just one of them where it was like, hey, hey, <laughs> I don't hit the ground, you don't hit the ground. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever, man. <laughs> but we both realized quickly in that first, that first series – 
Yeah, this is just pitter-patter. I mean, because you can't do anything. I mean, you literally, your feet are sinking into the ground about six inches. Absolutely. I mean, so it, that's, why, that's why the game finished. Thank God for Jeff Reed's leg and him able to kick in all conditions. Like, that, I, 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 that was right. one of the moments I had the utmost. I already had a lot of respect for Jay Reed as a kicker because of, you know, some of the other games that we had. He, he hit game winners up to that point. But that game, those conditions – and to still put ball through upright um, was just tremendous. Because even, you know, Jay Feely tried it, and Jay Feely couldn't even get it. He, uh, he, he, he well, I blocked one of them. And then the other <laughs> one, the, and then the other one, it just, it just, I mean, just died immediately. Yeah. Like, it went up, it went right back down. Like, you saw, I'll never forget this, some dirt flew into my face. I thought, I thought he was, like, you know, kicking mud in my face, literally. Uh, but he was trying to hit the ball, and you couldn't plant underneath it. <laughs> yeah, it was just that was a wild game. Yes, that was. You know, I, there's so many. It's like if people understood or could hear the conversation sometimes that go on in the huddle. And by the way, I remember that game so well because I was an honorary captain. I went out for the coin toss for that game, and I remember yeah. walking out to to the middle of the field, and I was wondering if my boots were going to get sucked off my feet. You know, because I was sinking yeah. in so much in the middle of the field. It was just – that was just absolutely a nightmare footing-wise to be able to try to, you know uh, – I don't even know – high knees wouldn't even describe what you had to do to pull your feet out of that muck. Yeah, no, I mean, it was – it was it was a – I mean, and this was – now, mind you, this is also the second terrible weather game we've had against Miami. <laughs> right, right. It's almost like – Bad weather follows us when we play Miami. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so at that time, remember, we went down. Obviously, Ben's first official start was down there when we decided we, we were smart enough to beat a hurricane um, Yeah, and wait out the storm in the actual site. Um, but, but then you have this game a couple years later, and it's like, God, we can't, we can't get just a normal game. We just can't fight it out. Uh, no, we have to have either sinking mud quicksand uh, from from a post storm, or you just beat the storm and play through a hurricane outer bands. You know, it's just it's normal Miami football. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was that was absolutely crazy, crazy stuff. Okay, up next, yeah. we're gonna get into the transactions that have had that have transpired. When we come back, Max is gonna take the lead and tell us about what transactions are actually have gone down. And what else is going on in the world of Steelers roster movement? So we'll be back after this. You're listening to SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, we're rocking in the locker room. Wolf, Starks, and of course, Fearless Ninja Wes, or Samurai Wes, <laughs> or Master Splinter Wes. However you want to dial it, I mean, he can, he, he can, he can dice it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, uh, but no. Um, so you, you teased it at the break. We're going to talk about it. transactions. Transactions. I wish, Wes, we had like the little late breaking news, like with the little Corona typewriter in the background. <laughs> that would be that would be great in the future. Just uh, just throwing some thoughts out there. What about? Let me ask you this. Show. Do you remember Current Affair? It would come on and go, you know, like it comes out of nowhere, yeah. like a punch in the face. You know, yeah, that, exactly. That would just be that, it. That'd that be hard hitting news, right? 
I, you know, I like that one, too. You know what? Yes. Can we pull up Current Affairs theme song without getting a copyright <laughs> infringement, Wes? All right. Just add that to the list. Uh, Uh-oh. There we go. We got something cooking here. Hello. Welcome to Steelers News Tonight. I'm your host, Max Starks. <laughs> Folks, this is not rehearsed. This is We're flying by the seat of our pants here, baby. Go. That's right. It, 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 is, it is live action-breaking news here. 53-man roster updates plus practice squad signings and more on your news team six. <laughs> wow. wow, somebody went to college. Somebody got hey. a degree in broadcasting or something. I just watched a lot of broadcasting, that's all. <laughs> okay. <But> yes, <laughs> uh, I love it. So so what we have here, we have roster moves to talk about. As we, we said, the, the 53-man roster that was released on Tuesday was the initial – Let's focus on this initial 53-man roster. This is, not, this is a very fluid situation yes. all the way up until the trade deadline. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so just hold your horses a little bit before you start buying, you know, all of your DeMonte Casey jerseys and everything, right, uh, right. Calvin Austin III jerseys. Um, you wait, till, wait till we actually get into a game and then pick a favorite Steeler if, you, if you're looking for a new jersey. Um, but <laughs> – but no, um, so we have we have two signings. Yes, uh, we bring back Trent Scott to the fifty-three man roster. So now we round out the offensive line to nine um, as a total, uh, because obviously we made the trade. You get Jesse Davis. That was eight at the time, and then we also uh, bring back Chico Allen. There you go, Wolf. There you you go. got Chico back. We got Red Chico Rover. Back. Red Rover, bring Chico on over. I love it. He's had played in thirty-three games with three starts. Trent Scott, 53 games, 19 starts. Two guys, tell me about him. What do you think? Well, I mean, Trent Scott, we knew when he originally got brought in, it, this, was a, this was a Pat Meyer pick, right? Yes. As a new offensive line go. coach, you, you usually bring the one guy to bring the culture, right? Yes. One guy who can bring the philosophy and actually execute what he's trying to create and teach in a, in, in a physical way so that you can see it on film. So I think Trent Scott's just one of those guys that he does it. He's steady Eddie for 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 Pat Meyer. He's a guy that he does not have to worry about, and bring you bring him back in. Um, so I, I mean, I like what Trent has to do. Trent still has to work on that pad level. Yes, constantly, constantly drive that pad level down because uh, he's just a little bit too high, and that's what causes him to get into trouble. He'll stop his legs because of that. So yes, as long as he continues to work. And I know, yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks, and he's still a relatively young dog. So, you know, he's been in the league four years. So I, I, I'm very, very excited about him. And then, of course, you know, Chico Allen. We already, we already know what Chico can, can provide to us as, as a team, especially when you're talking about the back end, some of the nickel stuff, where he can be one of those box backers for you, but still present as a great coverage guy as well. And so, he's a core four, right? Yes, 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 he's he's he 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 he's he's a thun, he's a thunderbolt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he he's one of the guys that's going to strap on the hard helmet and go put face first into the fan. Even though there's no more, you know, daisy chain type of type of uh, wedge returns. Uh, he's a guy that that if it was, he would have been right in the middle of it. So I love having Chico. You know, obviously uh, injuries during during the preseason uh, kind of sidelined him and didn't allow him to see any action in the preseason. But glad to have him back. Because that's a guy who's who's one of your middle class vets, right? Yes. That bring bring brings the philosophy, brings the culture, and also brings the hard hat when you need him to. Um, 
Now, the corresponding move for that, how do we make room for these two guys, you say? Well, here's the answer, guys. So we- <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me ask the question. How do we do this, Max? <laughs> well, well, glad you asked that question, Wolf. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> this hey, we're live without a net, baby. We we didn't rehearse yeah, exactly. this at all. Obviously, hey, th- <laughs> yeah. Th- hey, this is what live radio sounds like, ladies and gentlemen. No pre-recordings here. <laughs> um, so the Steelers in the corresponding move, they they place Calvin Austin the third um, and safety Demonte KZ on their reserved injured list. Obviously, Calvin Austin dealing with the foot um, since since the uh, since the first preseason game. And then Demonte Casey in that last preseason game that 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 hit on the sideline, oh, yeah. you know, just just hurt the wrist. So they're on it now. I don't know if it's the full year or that partial year. It doesn't say that, but they're on the reserved injured list. So they've been moved over to IR for now. The designation has not been clarified um, with that. But you know, it was something that we had we had a lot of hopes. You know, we had seven wide receivers in that room. Calvin Austin was on that initial fifty-three man roster. We thought it would be more so six. But we understand why, so that means Calvin Austin can can't not contribute as it stands as at this moment. Um, and then, of course, Demonte Casey, because of that wrist, the cast, the sling, we saw it live. So it was like, ooh, can this guy be ready by week one? I don't think so. But um, those guys are retained for the year, so we have those. And then we also have. Do you want to ask the next question oh, about practice squad? Oh, Wolf? Yes. Who else did we sign to fill out the practice squad, Max? <laughs> Glad you asked that question again, Wolf. Let, Thank you. Let, let me let let me tell you. We added a defensive back by the name of Mark Gilbert and a tight end by the name of Justin Rigg and a linebacker named Chappelle Russell. Oh, um, I thought so, it was Dave Chappelle. Oh, for well, crying he, out loud. He, he, he might come to the game if we're in Ohio. I'm just saying. He might he might be at Cleveland week three. Um <laughs> Well, it's not they, that far. <laughs> they've had Mark Gilbert before. He was he was originally yes. the Steelers had signed him, and uh, he spent part time here. Then he went to Detroit and so forth. But he has some familiarity with the area, and of course, uh, he was related to Sean Gilbert, who was a great player here in Western New York, or Western PA, Western New York. Going back to my <laughs> Buffalo roots, accidentally. I was say you 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 went back home. I, was I did. Like, like, come on back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> hello, <Wolf. laughs> hello. Where are we'll you? We'll be there. We'll we'll be there this year. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll go to Anchor so. Bar. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll still be there. Um, thinking about that, you know, he's he's a guy that has uh, good good. Uh, you know, we talk about bloodlines. This is a guy that's got huge bloodlines with Sean Gilbert being a relative of his. Uh, coming to play a little bit of defensive back, and then like you said, you got Justin Rigg and. Linebacker Dave Ch- or Dave Chappelle, Chappelle Russell. See, you, you know, you see, make you, a joke you and then you, up. Yeah, you <laughs> screw yourself all up. The um, joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was and continues to be. Um, Justin Rigg, I was surprised because, again, I'm a Kevin Raider fan. I was hoping that Kevin would get picked up, but they went to this rookie named Justin Rigg out of, what, Cincinnati, I believe he was cut out of? Yeah. 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 And uh-huh, he's, yeah, it's Bengals. Yeah, he's like 6'6", 270. We could have twin towers in there, man. Yeah, no, we can't. And, and listen, th- th- this is a, this is a Kentucky product. Um, you know, this is a kid that I watched play, and uh, you know, had a very good career at Kentucky. So he's a very versatile tight end um, that can give you some help in the blocking game, but also in the receiving game. And like you said, tall target, great for box out, power forward, basketball on a football field. Um, so yeah, so he can provide some great looks, and uh, we'll see if he can, you know. 
kind of work his way into that room, and we'll see, obviously, you know, give, given health issues that, that can always arise in adversity, you know, see if he can step in and play. Well, that leaves Chappelle Russell. That's, I don't know anything about this yeah. young man. Um, you know, other uh, than, you know, go ahead. His, his bio? <laughs> yeah, other than his bio is what I was going to say. Other than his bio. Well, well, you know who would know something about him? Miles Jack. That was a teammate of Miles Jack from last year, um, also playing the linebacker. He actually has a start under his belt, and uh, he played in all 16 games last year, or 16 of the 17 games um, last year. Had 14 tackles. Um, so he was uh, he was originally a Buccaneer, seventh rounder, mm. and uh, you know spent spent a lot of time on the Bucks practice squad, and then was claimed off waivers by the Jags um, for last season. So you know this is a guy that is going to come in and just be a fill guy, but a guy that we know can play in a pinch. So he's a guy you could possibly move up and down, um, given given roster constraints or injuries and everything else. So it, it, it was some good depth that they added, um, two guys that have playing experience. Um, extensive playing experience, and another guy's a rookie, a prospect, um, and Justin Riggs. So um, Steelers now stand at 11 practice squad players as it stands right now. Uh, you can get up to 16, so we still got room for five more as, uh, as, as of course, our fearless uh, GM and scouting staff uh, work through the waivers, the claims, the, uh, the red files, and pull away the red tape to bring some guys here to Pittsburgh. But it's rounding out nicely, Wolf. Uh, you know, I will say that. Um, we also had another waiver claim. Yes. You want to talk about that one? Max, who would be uh, the waiver claim that the Steelers went out and waiver claimed? <laughs> Funny you should ask that. It's amazing. They, cla- they claimed Jameer Jones off of waivers who? from the Jags. Who? Jameer Jones. Who? Say who? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, Jameer Jones was a uh, was a free agent uh, rookie that came came out of Notre Dame, went to the Houston Texans. Um, he actually he actually made the fifty three roster here. Uh, played a couple games for us before we released him. Um, then he went and signed with the Rams, and then the Jaguars claimed him, and then he had a free agent deal with them, and then was released by the Jaguars in the preseason. So we actually saw Jameer Jones week two. Yes, he was one of the guys that was. Uh, it was terrorizing our offensive line. All right, now I got to ask you another question. All right, to okay. add a guy, to, when you claim a guy off waivers, now you got to add the guy. So if you've already set your roster and you claim a guy off waivers and you've added a guy with, uh, you know, for, to that roster, then geez, it seems like somebody's got to go. You, you're, funny, you should ask that, Wolf. <laughs> right now, late breaking news here in a corresponding move: the Steelers have released Derek Tuska. Uh, oh, on Thursday, okay, to make room for Jameer Jones, so a position for position swap of players. Um, so now, as your room stands, your two starters are Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt, but now their backups are brand new to round out the four outside linebacker depth because we traded for Malik Reed, formerly of the Denver Broncos, and now Jameer Jones coming back home, Red Rover, Red Rover. Um, Send so, Jameer right over. <laughs> Send Jameer right over. <laughs> Uh, in fact, he probably could have gotten on the plane from Jacksonville. Like, hey, <laughs> just come like back. With come on, <laughs> come on, but come on, but plenty of space on the plane. Listen, Max Starks left, so we got an extra seat. You're good. You're good. 
<laughs> we got an extra two seats. There you go. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey, hey. Pursuit was excited about that because he did sit in my seat once he knew that I wasn't coming back there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's interesting because obviously Omar and Andy are not setting just standing pat. You know, they are aggressively out there making the roster over, trying to upgrade at whatever positions. And that, you know, th- th- to me, that's exciting. That's, you know, the fact that you got uh, the, the brain trust there in the scouting department and the GM. You, they're out there. They're trying to upgrade the roster all the time. And that's something that I think it, it extends throughout the year. You know what I mean? So obviously, yeah. the trade deadline kills that sort of thing. And so you, there's not a whole lot of action after that. But I love the fact that they're aggressively trying to upgrade. No, they're doing a great job as far as um, <clears throat> making sure that you get the best 53 guys out there and available to you. And, of course, that dress 45 um, still being the main emphasis when we actually hit boots on ground in Cincinnati on September 10th, and then we prepare to do battle 1 o'clock September 11th Ooh. in the Nasty Natty. Um, and yes. of course, the home of the home of nasty chili as well. Um, Skyline meat is size. not chili. Meat sauce. That's right. Hey, sweet meat. Sweet, sweet meat. meat sauce. Sweet meat sauce. They say You're there's cinnamon there. and sugar. Yeah, cinnamon, chocolate, sugar, whatever, whatever the heck. Anyways, it's not. It's, it's not chili. If you can, if if you're having to put it on pasta. Guess what? It's a bolognese. I don't know. I don't know how else to tell you that. That is a fancy bolognese with some, with some spices in it. Okay. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, no. As the Steelers continue to to produce the to produce this roster and really get you to a game day worthy roster, I think you know there there are those corresponding moves, right? I mean, you know, you look at you look at what the potential of Demonte Casey, but obviously that will be deferred for right now. Right, right. But it was strong enough that the Steelers didn't want anybody else trying to claim him. And like you said, if he does go on like the eight week IR, um, and he's a guy who can then come contribute to you mid season, I think that's good flexibility to have. And then for Calvin Austin, you drafted him. The kid obviously showed tremendous flashes in camp, but the foot injury kind of injury bug kind of caught up to him and didn't allow him to really show showcase his skills. Um, out there on 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 the playing field, so you know we wish that we you know we wish them the best and speedy recoveries. But uh, you know you look at the guys you brought in, you get to bring back two um, two guys who can be contributors for you. And Chico Allen, like you said, core four guy, Thunderbolt type of guy. And then um, you also have uh, Trent Scott coming back, one of the guys that's a staple for Pat Meyer over his career, has traveled with him, um, and a guy who really knows Pat Meyer's system and philosophy and can execute. So. I think, you know, there, there's some good moves, and we'll continue to, you know, to develop this as they happen. Obviously, they want to make sure they're, they're providing the proper depth and challenge and competitiveness um, of this roster. I mean, I, I really like what, what Andy and Omar are doing. Um, they're really coming out and making sure that they fortify things. I really love the two, the two, uh, the two draft swaps for the trade. Um, I think those were high value, right? You're getting two guys who actually have produced in this league and camp done it at a high level speaking of jesse davis and malik reed you know you bring over 72 starts and you also bring a guy who's has 15 sacks under his belt that that's that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty good when you're talking about rotational guys with it with within your within your team structure so i like what they're doing keep it up guys 
You know, <laughs> don't, don't don't slow down now on our account just because we, we pulled the veil back a little bit. No, continue to work. Continue to cobble. They're like the little cobbler, you know, the little elves in those mo- those Christmas movies that oh, yeah. show up and, and they just cobble up shoes. And the next thing you know, the next morning, the guy's like, oh, my God, look at all these shoes I have to sell. <laughs> like that. That's what Omar and Andy are doing. They're, 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 they're the cobbler elves of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, please don't oh, tell I them I said that. I, I was uh, going to say, I can't <laughs> wait to see them and go, hey, you're Max yeah. calling you an elf. <laughs> a cobbler elf at that. Cobbler I even give them like that. a cool job. They're, they're yeah. the shoe cobbler elf. There you go. So, but no. But, I mean, it's a term of endearment. It's a term yes. of endearment, guys. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. Please don't kick me out of the scouting meetings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Wolf, all right, we're going to step aside here. Um, <laughs> but, when we, but when we come back, Wolf, uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Let, let's talk about, you know, obviously this report, you know, playing the long game, right? And as far as we're talking about trying to further unify, I thought there was a great article uh, written by Mike Pursuit on Steelers.com uh, about this. So let's talk about that and more when we come back here. You're here in the locker room with Starks and Wolf and the Ninjas on SNR and SBN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, Max, I thought Mike Prezuda really captured it, really kind of hit it, hit the nail right on the head when he – and he's got an article on uh, Steelers.com. It's called Offensive Line Playing the Long Game. And one of the quotes that he's got is Mike Tomlin, and it, I think it's, it, it's worth listening to. We're not looking for fast fixes. We're not searching for comfort. We're just simply rolling our sleeves up daily and working, and we understand that every time we step in a stadium, we get a chance to measure progress. And while we do that, we better win football games. Mike is not saying this is a finished product. Mike is not even saying we're a long ways towards that finishing finished product. But what he is saying is we have the opportunity to take this group in week in, week out, and progress. And they showed some in the preseason. You know, the first game, not bad, 100-plus yards rushing and so forth. Jacksonville didn't look real good. Uh, Detroit was better. You know, and it's going to be a process because you got young guys. You got five starters, 26 years old and under. I mean, that's that's a young group. It, it is. It is a young group. And, you know, once again, the, the quote that I always love, we're not seeking comfort. That was right. also another phrase that was in there because he understands there's a process. And, you know, he also made the direct correlation about the secondary, right, about the cohesion that has to be. Um, in place the trust that you have to have in each other to execute your assignment, to be there when I need you, to be said good wingman uh, when wingman opportunities come arise, mm. uh, you know, will arise in a game. Right. And, you know, I, I think that that's kind of – and that's kind of what we've been talking about all along, Wolf, on this show. You know, as we've watched this progress of the offensive line, you know, we've put eyes on them. We've been on the sidelines watching practice – watching the individual periods, the one-on-one stuff, and just watching the coaching philosophy. And it's just – it's a process, right? You just yes. – you can't throw anything together and expect it to be amazing out the gates, right? I mean, think about Gumbo, Wolf, right? Oh, I love Gumbo. Gumbo, what – I do too. I oh, love Gumbo. And I'll be, in, I'll be in New Orleans – actually, I leave for New Orleans tomorrow. Do so you I'm, really? I'm excited. Yeah, I ha- I'm, I'm calling the, uh, the LSU-Florida State game for ESPN Radio. Oh, so. that's nice. 
But where are you yeah, going to so go I'm, eat? That's more important. Yeah, Zooks. Well, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I got, I got to go to, uh, to to Draco's first. Uh, Draco's. I go get some, yeah, that's that's for the uh, for the um, for the uh, oysters. I'm gonna go oh, there for the oysters first. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people talk Acme, but but I'm I'm I'm, I'm definitely I'm going right there to the Hilton right over there. Oh um, man, that sounds good. Yeah, right over the riverfront, and then from there, I mean, you know, we well, you know it's normal. There's so many good places that make. Like red beans and rice, and yes, etouffee and 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 gumbo. Um, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on my brother. I'm gonna lean on my brother, Justin Vincent, okay, um, former teammate. Um, he uh, he work he works for the administrative side for uh, for LSU um, on the sport on the sports administration side. So so JV's gonna be in town, um, obviously for the game. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go grab something with uh with jv for dinner so i'm sure wherever he picks it's going to be top notch so um i'm gonna i'm gonna lean i'm gonna lean on the local right yeah lean well on that's local. a smart move look i gotta tell you something when my, the first time we went to new orleans to play a game tunch and i were so excited we like we're we're calling we're talking to the guys saying where do you go eat in in you know new orleans what's a good place and they told us i can't remember the name of it and they told us this top dish well we were all excited about that man and you know because you know, it would. I'd never been to New Orleans before, and so we got down there and we walked around the French Quarter a little bit, and then we went to this restaurant, and we went for those. What do you? They're, they're, oh, they're the, crawfish. The, the beignet. Oh, you went for crawfish. I thought you were about to say beignets at Cafe Du Monde. Yeah. Oh, I've uh, been there. Yes, and I've I've, I've had that. Yeah. But this this was those those crawfish. Now, yeah, I, I'm sitting there going, I'm all excited because I'm thinking it's like lobster, right? You know what I mean? You just well, go it, in there. It is. Yeah. Loosely. Well, yeah, loosely. But <laughs> the thing had the, the bulbous eyes in it, and it had those whiskers sticking out, the big claws, when they brought it in. And it was mushy. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't eat this thing. It's staring at me with those big, you know, the uh, those whiskers, like, sticking out like that. I'm like going, this is gross, man. <laughs> I, I, I barely, I couldn't eat it. It was just, it was just, yeah. it was not good. Well. Um, as a seasoned crawfish eater and uh, a lover of all things crawfish, I, I, I say just go ahead and stick with the fried catfish, uh, sh- fried fried crawfish oh, platters, okay. and and some crawfish etouffee. You you don't want to get into the real meaty, but but I'll tell you this. So so Willie Cologne, oh yeah, my brother, yes, one of my best buds. In fact, I'm the godfather of uh, of his son four. So okay. it's, it's a great honor. Um, Willie married a Mississippi girl in Ikeisha. And okay. so they do crawfish. So every party now that we that 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 the colognes have, yeah, they have a crawfish just chow down. And so of course, first first person volunteering for that for that duty of of clearing crawfish, that's me. That's me and Willie. And so you know, you sit there, you've got to take the crawfish, you got to twist the tail, suck the inside, and then and then suck the tail, and then you're done. I okay, mean, but it, let me ask a, you. It's an easy process, yeah. Well, let me ask you. Is it supposed to be mushy, you know, or is it supposed to be slightly well, firm like, you know, lobster is? It was just the way it was cooked. It was just, well, I don't it, know. It's a, well, you're talking about the tail, right? Uh, well, I could You know, the thing had these big eyes, and it was eyeballing me. It was giving me the well, side that, eye. That's why you, you put your hand over it so you don't see his eyes, so you, so he's not judging you as you're as – you're, Ripping him in half, um, you know. I, I don't know what to tell you there, but you rip, but, you suck the inside. That that's right. kind of mushy, but more so the flavor, right? The flavor okay. is almost like an au jus. 
Um, oh, yeah. And then the tail is what's supposed to be meaty. Now, that should that's why I was asking you if it's the tail or the inside. Because the inside, technically, yeah, you kind of squeeze and, and you suck and then you throw the, the top half away. Its usefulness okay. is gone. Okay. And then the tail is where the meat is. Okay. All right. You, well, just, didn't go, you just didn't go with a crawfish eater. You know, you, I mean, listen, listen. I, I, there's a lot of things I believe Tunch was excellent at and awesome at. I don't know if I would pick Tunch as a crawfish eater. You okay. know what I'm saying? Put yep. him in a lineup. I don't know if I'm picking him. And then you asked a local, but did you go with a local? That's the other thing. Well, you got to go with the local so you understand. No, I didn't go the with the local. Custom, that's why. Well, understand yeah. what the customs are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or you just, you know, you kind of, you kind of stalk somebody that's around you that might have crawfish, and you just stare at them and watch what they're doing, and then try and mimic it. I mean, that's the other way. Uh, that's that's the more creepier version. But the easier <laughs> way is just go with the local. Well, the, the thing I'll say about Tunch, we were in Mexico City one time, and he ate octopus there. All right, oh, I, you, so there's good. no way I'm eating octopus. All right, I mean, oh. those things. You don't do calamari? Uh, oh, fried calamari, yeah, because you can't see it. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's all. But it's, the, but it's the same meat. It's just one has breading. And the charred octopus is amazing. I also had charred octopus in Mexico. Did you? I have charred octopus everywhere, but that, that actually offers it. because When you say here. charred, what do you mean charred? Like slightly burnt? It's grilled. It's a grilled oh, okay. octopus. All right, so it's grilled. And, and, you, and, and, so, and it comes as a tentacle, and you slice it. Oh, see, the tentacles, the they just creep rings. me out. But they're tasty and chewy and delicious. <laughs> and especially when you get, like, especially the the ones they do down in Mexico, because I had those down in Mexico City when I did the Steelers camp. Um, that charred octopus, it's amazing, Wolf. I mean, you, you know, I mean, if you have to close your eyes and right. have somebody else, like, cut it up for you, like baby food, you know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, do that. On the fork, then you do the blind taste test, you would you would be shocked at how delicious it is. It, it I mean, it's flavorful. It, it's got the meatiness to it. It's a little slightly chewy. You know, it, it's it's delicious. No, you have you have to circle back to that. You got to try that charred octopus. Is okay, amazing. okay, I'm gonna put that back on the list. But the yes. crawfish, I don't know that. Yeah, especially the, the, when need, the eye. When I'll, the eye I'll take you. Okay, I'll, t- I'll I'll take you next time and I'll show you how okay. to, how we to go, eat it. If we when we go to to if, if, you know we get to New Orleans sometime together, you got to take me. Okay, because okay, I got to well, find there's out. A good, Actually, there, there's a good uh, Cajun restaurant I can take you to down in Atlanta when we play the Falcons. Oh, really? So, so down there, and I'll be down there uh, in plenty of time. We'll go there. I'll call my bu- my buddy owns a restaurant. What's cracking seafood down there in Atlanta? Oh, that and, sounds uh, good. What's cracking seafood? Nah, there yeah, you so go. So no, I, yeah, I'll make I'll make sure we get a reservation for us, and and I'll, I'll show you how to eat some crawfish. I mean, they won't be in season; they'll be frozen. But we that, that's semantics at that point. It's still still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, let's not get into ceramics now. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know. Let, let, hey, hey. Let, let, let's not mess up a good story with the truth, okay? There you go. <laughs> I love that. All right. Next up, we're going to close out this hour because next up, we're going to continue this talk on the offensive line because we got waylaid by the fact that we started talking crawfish and lobster and uh, what? Uh, octopus. Food, charred octopus. Food, it does. Yes. It, do, it does sideline us a lot. Well, we got foodied. All right. We'll be back with more right here in the locker room, SNR.